In today's 200 Voices podcast, we hear from Tony Hawkins, who recalls a remarkable lifeboat launch to the hovercraft Princess Margaret in 1985. Tony, former coxswain and assistant mechanic at Dover Lifeboat Station, is talking to Jack Lowe of the Lifeboat Station project. This is 85, I think it was. We were getting ready. It was the 30th of March. I always remember a Saturday. I was actually in the bath about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and the maroons went. Didn't know at that time what, what it was. Anyway, we got down to the boat, and there was a lot of crew there, actually. Saturday afternoon, 4 o'clock. We were also planning in the evening at 6 o'clock to go out and have a steak dinner with our wives, a lovely restaurant in Dover that was around in those days. Uh, 30 of us, I think it was going to be. Anyway, we had got this call and uh, we got down the boat and what did actually happen? One of the hovercraft had come in the western entrance of Dover Harbour in about a full six and caught the breakwater and, and ripped a hole in the side about 85 feet long. Uh, so it was quite serious, passengers were bored. And uh, so it was a man, uh, I said, right, okay, there was uh, 11 crew there. I said, I all of you get dressed and we go, time with so we've got a big job going on now. And as we approached the hovercraft, we could see this hole and we could see passengers sitting in seats of four, hanging out over the hole. The, the seats are, are t obviously bolted together, but the people were still in the seats, so th there was nothing underneath them to see. And I thought, God, dear, what can we do here? And I had the crew on the, there's quite a few crew on the foredeck. We were metabolized, or they were, and I had to shout at them. I said, right, come on, what we've got to, we've got to get this done. Get the Y boat in the water as quick as possible. And we put that in the hole. And then I drove the lifeboat into the hole, uh, tie on, and there was a bit of scraping going on and everything else. But we did to get these people out of, out of it. We got a message that there was other people missing in the harbour as well, and they'd, you know, they're missing, they've gone in the water. Anyway, we got these passengers out, about seven or eight of them they were, and then we broke away to look for other people and uh, we couldn't find anybody at that time. Uh, but so we came back and there was some number of injured people that had obviously quite seriously injured. So we land, we thought we'd land them as well. So we brought them back very quickly to the boathouse where the ambulances took them away. The hovercraft was actually being blown down the harbour, blowing about a full six. Uh, with no power, hadn't got any power at all on. And with the first thing I thought, well, God, we can't, we're going to have to do something about this first, stop of drifting down to the end of the harbour, or hit the harbour wall down there, and, you know, and by then, down that end of the harbour, it was very rough. So we got, I said, well, what we do, we'll put our tow rope on the front of it, which we did, so we'd anchored today, we'd stopped it from drifting down the harbour. So that was one thing, and then we thought, well, we're going to start landing passengers. 
And uh, by the time we got back, I put some of the crew, the leaden crew, on the hovercraft, and they helped the passengers get into the, with their life jackets on and everything, and then load them onto the um, lifeboat. We'd counted them on. There was 175 on an hour. Uh, believe it or not, not one of them complained being a bit squashed because it, albeit it was rough, it, was, it wasn't that rough, so you know, I wasn't worried too much about the, the stability of the boat because we put loads of people down, so they were standing up, they were in the, 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 in the Aran down below as well. You know, it was only going to be a short trip ashore, but they'd get them ashore quick. And we got them down, and we got 170 odd in there. We counted them on, and we, when we got back into the station, landed them and counted them off, so we knew the figures. And um, we went down and we picked up some more uh, and brought them ashore. And the tug did as well, the local tug. So we got all the passengers off, and then the captain, a lovely man, he come and saw me, and he said. Well, can you help us get this hovercraft onto the hovercraft pad, which was, you know, around the side of the harbour here? So I, yeah, okay. So we picked up the stern, and he managed to get two of his, or three, I think it was, of his engines going, and uh, and got it to hover. And we, he managed to move forward, and we held the stern. And uh, he came around and landed it on the hover pad, and, and that's where she stayed. But then they started to do a count, and there was five missing: uh, two children and uh, you know some adults. And someone, one of the workboats, I think, picked up Simon. I'm not quite sure because it was so fast; it was happening all quick. And we carried on searching till well after dark, uh, and then the following day we were launched in first thing in daylight and had more looks, but never found the bodies. Then, but that was a big job, interesting job. I had actually 14 people, 11 crew and three shore helpers. That all of us were very busy all the time, and it, it worked well. Uh, yeah, it was a it was a disaster that would never anybody ever thought it would happen. And, you know, the, there's a picture, show you upstairs, but there's a picture of the hole in the side. But, you know, to say, well, you actually put the boat in the bloody hole, excuse me, but, yeah, uh, and that was the only way to do it. Uh, and the, the, the crew, there must be five of them at the full, full end of the lifeboat, looking as we got it. And they stood there thinking, you know, stand there looking with their mouths open, what the hell are we going to do? Get on with it! Come on! Move! <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the boat, because it, 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 it's interesting when you get those sort of jobs, the drilling runs, and also everybody seems to do the right thing, you know. I, I didn't have to say much after that, I just watched them as it moved forward a bit more and we, you know, we got, oh yeah, but yeah, put more down below and, you know, when, when they say they've got, you know, then the cabin, they put them in there and then, then the deck and working. I mean, you know, the boat felt a bit heavy when we were driving it back, but, 
but not one of them. They all thanked us, and, comp and uh, nobody complained. Well, you know, the bits cost, but they were, it, they'd be only on the boat for 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes. But but yeah, we done, we done well. We done the lifeboat done well, and we were praised at the inquiry, and we yeah, a good job done. And uh, those those that were on the seats were probably. I mean, God knows why the seats didn't break off. Hello, this is Joanna Scanlon. You've been listening to the RNLI's 200 Voices collection. To hear more remarkable stories, head to rnli.org slash 200 voices or subscribe to RNLI wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Two Hundred Voices is an adventurous audio limited production for the RNLI.